and welcome everyone to Film to the Woman of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Stop. And Mama Kay. Uh, very original. And tonight we are dipping back into the Liam Neeson category with memory. I <laughs> the Liam Neeson cinematic universe. Yes, the Liam Neeson cinematic universe. Um, he's he's made a couple movies. Uh, yeah, since, he is. Yeah, more since, than a couple. <laughs> I was I was. Uh, that that's yeah. Yeah, it's hyperbole. Since since Taken, which uh, was in like 2009, so like like 15 years ago, yeah. he's become the most unlikely action hero because he's <laughs> a, a wafy 70-year-old Irishman who plays like rugged Texas assassins frequently, so I don't really know how that happened, but uh, Taken worked, so he just keeps doing these things. We've done Cold Pursuit. Which is a better one of these kind of movies, I think. I think it's on the top half, uh, in my opinion. And then we okay. did Ice Road, which uh, I would put that was in, good in the <laughs> middle. No, you're you're mixed up. Cold Pursuit is the one we did. Ice Road is the one you didn't see, uh, unless you did see it on okay. your own. But okay. I, I don't believe that. Um, yeah. But he, you know, he's, I've seen actually a lot of them. I didn't realize I've seen like The Marksman, where he's like saving a kid in Texas, and it's like a Clint Eastwood movie, but it's Liam Neeson. And then, right. like, the one where he forgets his identity, which is not this movie. It's a different one called Unknown. It's, it's the same. And there's Taken on a Train, Taken on a Plane. Taken on a Train. Yep. Yeah, I would not, could not leave least on the train. <laughs> and so this one, he's teaming up with director Martin Campbell, who's made uh, two yeah. of the better James Bond movies. Two of the better, like, recent James Bond movies. Casino Royale, which is arguably the best uh, Craig Bond movie. And then GoldenEye, which is un... un- uh, deniably the best uh, Brosnan uh, Bond movie. And then he's made a bunch of other generic and mediocre stuff, but uh, he's an action guy, and so we got a nice two-hour-long movie with Liam Neeson. And here's the plot. It's not copy and pasted from any other movies. It's it's original for this. <laughs> an assassin for hire finds that he's become a target after he refuses to complete, complete a job for a dangerous criminal organization. Yep. So that, yeah. that's it. Uh, taken in El Paso. <laughs> yeah, yeah, taken in, in El Paso. It's a remake of a 2003 Belgian movie, I guess, which I've never seen. Um, oh. So it, it's based on a thing, but uh, they they scooped it up through Liam Neeson in it. A couple other people you might recognize on the on the on the downward trend, and uh, yeah, they're finally incorporating <laughs> his age into his action because now he's literally like a seven year old man killer but he's suffering from alzheimer's because how much longer can he keep doing this we'll find out if you haven't seen yeah. memory it is in theaters and i think only theaters don't think it's streaming anywhere don't think it's vod so you got to go to the place to see this with the people um with the people i didn't ask yeah. if anyone heard about this because that's the point uh so if you want to <laughs> if you haven't seen it that's where i see it we're going yeah. into spoilers now and Alex Lewis is the Liam Neeson character's name in this, and he's the old—he's an old assassin, and he gets—he's got the one last job. Can you believe it in a movie like yeah. this? One last job, uh, but it goes against his code because one of the uh, people in it is a little thirteen-year-old girl who's a victim of sex trafficking, and she's an uh, uh, undocumented immigrant, and she's got all kinds of problems, and uh, so she's like, "I got to draw the line somewhere." 
Um, but we also see he's losing his, his marbles a little bit because he's writing on himself to remember things. And he has little flashbacks that he can't remember if he did them or not. He, he's, he's taking pills without water because he's a badass, but they're memory pills or whatever. Um, <laughs> so he's, he's hanging on. Uh, That's what proves he's a badass right there. I, oh, yeah. Jess and I laughed at what we we saw this together by accident. Actually, we could talk about that later. Um, but he <laughs> okay. he, he he takes a, a pill dry, and the, the guy offers him water, and he just like shakes his head. He's like, "No, I'm taking the, I'm taking the pill like this because that's how I." Anyway, the other guy in this movie is Guy Pierce, Vincent Sarah's character, and he leads like an FBI team. And they're trying to figure out a big plot, which we you get. You kind of get it eventually, but it's a cartel thing, and there's cover up, and there's rich people with the money, and there's uh, there's sex trafficking, and ki- and little kids getting raped, and so the Liam Neeson, the unlikely pairing of eventually Liam Neeson and Guy Pierce's team, the the contract killer who won't kill the kid, even though the kid dies. Spoiler uh, has to team up with the <laughs> FBI team to unravel the mystery of yeah. the thing. Um, That's why so, they team up is because of the girl dying. So yeah, that is why. Yeah. About an hour of the way in, they finally, right. for, for a long time, we just get character after character. And we're like, uh, when, right. when does Liam Neeson meet everybody? When does, uh, when does right. he never? Yeah. So ju- <laughs> he uh, never has a team. <laughs> just soul. what did you think of memory? Uh, so I was, I think we were very confused first watching it because there were so many people and so many scenarios and we were like how does this all tie together what got me annoyed the most was like every woman every woman looked the same yes they were all middle-aged women dark with hair brown hair dark skin and like the same hair length and everything brown so eyes. i was like yeah. who is who like what so, some of that stuff was annoying but once it all tied together and Brenda and I like got an understanding of what was going on. I liked it. I it was a typical Liam Neeson movies. His one liners get me all the time. Just you love those one liners. <laughs> they're just they're so iconic. Like it's it's just what he does. Um, he's just a badass who gets in there and does his thing, kills people like in the second, leaves, and then there's some sort of conflict he has to like figure out on the side. Um, so I always think they're fun and enjoyable. I thought the plot was a bit messy like some parts again were hard to follow and i think the majority of it was because of the characters and the abundance of them but it was not predictable there was pieces where me and brendan was like wait what's gonna happen or like where did this go so i don't think it was your typical like cookie cutter murderer kind of police type thing i think it was a little bit more intricate so I give it a thumbs up. I had fun watching it. I didn't think it was long or anything. I, I had a good time. All right. Uh, 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 mostly positive words from Jess. Well, okay. Your thoughts? Yeah, I have some of the same exact thoughts that Jess did, as you probably know with me coming in with my, yes, oh my God, every woman, same look. I can't figure out who you are. Um, and <laughs> and are any of these characters going to ever interact with Liam Neeson? Um, or with each other i would say it's a very long or time. with each other we or with, keep introducing yeah. characters for the first like half hour and you're just like 
Right. Did we see them already? Like, is is that the? Yeah, is I that think the, some of right. them like didn't have any significance. I think some of them just dropped. I was like, is that a That's widow, what... or is that a cop, or is she the? Yeah, is then, she in charge of something? I don't know who that is. What about the brother? Does anybody remember the brother? That where did that story? Oh, his. Like? Well, at least he. At least he's an old Go. man who jitters in a chair, so I know who he is. So I'm like, oh, okay, he's an old. Yeah, guy he is. Who's his brother? He's definitely different, but and the point is, I'm not really sure. So. I think um, it's just foreshadowing, the... like, what Alex knows his fate's going to be. Right. Just as a good theory at get... the end that didn't happen, but I think if it was what happened, it would have been a better movie, but we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I spent the first hour of the movie leaning over going, I have no idea what's going on here. I don't know who any of these people are. I'm, I mean, I'm, I know who Liam Neeson is. Um But you really have to claw into figuring out what this movie it is, because it is... It is and it isn't a generic Liam Neeson movie. I think that there's, this is one of those times where you're always rooting for him because he's the good guy and he's the one who's, uh, you know, going to be, he, he's the savior of, of the, the people. And this time he starts off as something very different. And so you're kind of, uh, it's the good versus bad. You even get that in the quote unquote villain of the movie. Um, there's more to it than just everybody's bad or everybody's good and guy pierce i mean has he been run over by a stump grinder i don't know what happened to him it's terrible um he was really hard to look at and that's why they had him get uh roughed up in the beginning through the window so he could like have an excuse to look like that for the rest of the movie that doesn't mean you don't brush your hair or you don't you know yeah that you don't brush your hair he's having a hard time bathe uh yeah um, so, uh, messy, messy plot, um, kind of hard to follow. You really have to pick at it to get to the quote good bits. Yeah. I, I had, I had no idea yeah. what was happening for so long, which was like right. really frustrating because some of the other ones I've seen recently, like they're, they're this, it's, it's, you know, it's a, gen, it's a general thing where I, if I go to see Liam Neeson, he's on the poster and he's got a gun. I, I know what I'm buying a ticket for. You know what he's doing. Exactly. There's yeah. no there's no mystery. I'm not expecting art. I'm not expecting something fancy or interesting, uh, something I've never seen before. I want Liam Neeson to punch some people. I want him to shoot some people. I want him to be old but do action, and it looks kind of silly, but, like, you, you cheer for it, like, kind of thing. And I want, I want the one-liners. Yes. And they're, I, they're just the one-liners are the best. He, he is he is a he is a modern day Stallone or Schwarzenegger, except instead of being muscly, he's Irish. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like uh, there's all, these movies too. He's always like he's from somewhere. Like I think they say here he's from El Paso. I'm like, no, he's not. Listen to him. He's not from El Paso. <laughs> like unless he came here when he was like 30, and then they're like, all right, he's been in El Paso since he grew up, you know, in Ireland. But we can say, yeah, he's from El Paso. Yeah, sure. What? Well, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but we don't. We, we get the opening scene where he kills the person with the with the like wire in the hospital, and then we see him kind of forget things and stumble around. And like, all right, that's a fine, perfect setup. Then we get another. Really, I think actually a pretty good scene with uh, Guy Pierce's introduction and a little girl's introduction and the father. I think that's a good, well set up uh, exchange. Like the, 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 it's an FBI sting, but they don't reveal it. And I, I probably should have seen it coming, but I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. But I, I didn't. I didn't think about it. And then when they all burst, when the FBI all bursts in there, and the dad takes his talk, good two set up scenes. And then we kind of meander 
like his memory perhaps for most of the next for ah, it feels like forever until he makes the call on the park bench and they actually and uh, and Guy Pierce actually sees him and they actually start connecting from those opening couple scenes till then I'm just like I don't I got I got nothing I got like I got yeah I feel like we need to watch it again to like really piece it together Liam Neeson's like living in the uh, basement of his yeah. burned down father's bakery with crows everywhere pigeons, or pigeons or whatever pigeons. <laughs> yeah and then it's very and, important yeah, and then and then he actually starts punching and shooting some people and like the the yacht like there starts to be some like kind of sillier action that I that, that I'm I'm going for in these. Then I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get a little bit of what I what I what I came for. It just takes a really long time to get there. And then ultimately Leeson's fate, I just and I said, What? What? <laughs> Back and forth, probably like for two minutes straight. Just like I what what? This is how we're doing the end? Yeah. Um Oh wait, when so what I, wait, what'd you say? The the end when what happens to Liam Neeson, like his ultimate like happens. resolution, oh his ultimate fate. You and I yeah, like, our jaws what? were to the ground. We were like, "Wait, did, did I that was just so con- I was like, "Did this?" It, it's so fast. Where everything else in this movie, like, there's so many long scenes of Guy Pierce talking to his team and just talking in the office and going through <laughs> all the names. And I'm like, "Oh, these are all the characters that look the same that I don't know like, <laughs> that we don't know which do one's with. which." Yeah. There and then yeah, and then there's other cop. Well, who's other cop? Like he's like a local cop or something, and he's like kind of bigger. And he's kind of—he looks kind of like a rough and tumble guy. What's what? You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, right? the guy, he the big, being, big white dude. I don't know his yeah. name. Yeah, the big dude. The big dude. He becomes like the bodyguard of. So she's the bad guy. Monica Bellucci's Devana Sealman, the one who like, what she wants to live forever. She wants right. because of right. her treatments. Another subplot. But she also, yeah, and also her kid is. Her kid, who looks very similar in age, I, I know that the edge of your seat, but I am firmly planted in the back of my seat yeah. for most of this movie. I am not like ever like oh suspenseful, like well what's gonna happen, <laughs> and, and it just takes a long time to do anything. It takes a long time for us to get anywhere. It takes a long time for it to become a Liam Neeson movie. Like that's kind of that's yeah. kind of how he I feel about it. He had his first quick killing in the hospital, and you're like, "Yep, right. here we go. Put your seatbelt on." Yeah. <laughs> and then like it kind of slowed down. And then the rest of it well, was like, did, "Where did we didn't do it? Where did I put my like keys? <laughs> where, you know, where? They're, how do they, I? They throw in parts where he goes to to the he goes to the bar with that lady and like beats <laughs> up a guy who's hitting on her, and then they and then they bang, <laughs> and the next morning she gets shot. And he blows up the other guy and throws her in the trunk. Yes. Why? But was that also that he would drop that the cops would find the pill bottle and get on his trail? There was no other way to do that. Is it because we were doing nothing for so long? We were like, oh shit, it's been half an hour, and Lee Neeson hasn't murdered anybody in a while. Yeah, I think they he'll needed, beat up a guy at a they bar. They did that so they could find yeah. the pill bottle, so they'd know that he's like losing it. Yeah, but I Yeah, and again, if this guy's a master assassin for and he's been, you know, doing this for however many years, he probably I mean, I know he's losing his losing his mind a little, but like I don't I, know, it's a pretty pretty sloppy. It's a huge whole plot hole to use that because they're like, Oh, the pill bottle, we have the pill and we finally figured out what he's taking and what's wrong with him and I'm like, Literally it's a pill bottle. Guess what's gonna be on it? The name of the drug. It's I don't know what you guys were spending time on. Like <laughs> also they don't know if it's like if he were a good 
Like there's would... no way he's forgetting where his keys are. He's not going to remember to put a fake he... label on a bottle. Yeah, he has to. Write yeah, there's no I, way. I suppose, I suppose I that because he's, he's forgetful that, that it kind of glosses over some of the plot holes. But like, it's hard for me to believe this guy because like usually a hitman. In a, a hitman in movies going to die when they're in their 30s the or 40s. They're going to be fouled. cannon fodder for the hero. And this guy is a guy who's already lived that whole life, made it to s- s- fucking 70. And so you assume he's a probably pretty good hitman. Like, he's probably <laughs> pretty good at being discreet and getting away with things because he's been doing it so long. And then he makes such egregious errors and, like, well, must be because well, he's Well, I think he knew that. That's why he tried to get out of it because he, like, recognized that he's not fit for it anymore. Because uh, he orders two iced teas at that guy's... Uh, hor- the, the, the horse stable that he- <laughs> well I mean that's right. the whole premise like, nice he recognized right he wasn't fit for it so he tried to get out of it and then he's like yeah you have no choice do you guys think like, they could have used this premise more like I feel like we don't actually use it all that much and t- I can't remember where yeah. I put the flash drive or whatever he's <laughs> well I think at that point he was already on the brink of death because of like his massive like blood loss so i think that plus his memory would just kind of like but pulled him over yeah i would have liked to have spent more time with the memory issue honestly because i think that that's a better well, yeah, I, story i mean it's called a memory it's called memory <laughs> and yet yeah there's a we have to remember a lot it's, it's as just not audience. a major it doesn't feel like a major thing for so long that maybe and maybe it's because we have to spend so much time with not Liam Neeson. Usually when it's a Liam Neeson movie, he's in yeah. 80% of the frames. And in here, he's in, like, he's 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 an ensemble piece. He's not even, like, he's bar- he's only the main character because he's who we start with. But he's not even who we end with. Like, it's, it's, right. so it's it's just not, uh, it's not what I was going in expecting. I wanted, I was expecting The Marksman where he, where a guy, a couple of no goods from out of town come in and they're going to beat up the, the helpless lady or the helpless kid. And he's like... Oh no! I'm gonna pull out the rifle and uh, gun you down because I'm a Texan, like you know, whatever the fuck he says. Nah, man, because that's that's what I that's what I'm looking for here. And, this is a buddy uh, movie. It, it, it's a little light on that. It's 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 a buddy movie where the buddies don't. Where the meet. buddies meet at the end, <laughs> at the very end. Well, they meet briefly in a boatyard where they are. Holding they do. Guns where one guy's other. like, "No, it's one cool. Guy, don't you?" But that's when they kind of came to an alliance, and they were like, "Oh yes. wait, we're on the same page." Yeah, we'll get to the end in a minute here because I, I want to talk about what happens to Liam Neeson and what happens to everyone at the end. It's a very, it's a, I don't know how to, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, but the, there was a scene where uh, he's fixing nope. his wound. Pretty enjoyable. I like that where he's he's doing his own thing and Jess and I are like, he's done that. You can tell he's done this before. And then Wait, he, where he blew himself out like a birthday cake. <laughs> fucking, yes, that's the shit. That's the shit I go to these movies for. Where he fucking pours the alcohol like because you you see it all the time. You're like, oh, you gotta sterilize the wound with the alcohol. That's a, right. that's a trope. And then he, he's got to cauterize it. So you're like, okay. And he just lights his whole fucking side on fire. And then he, he, like you just said, blows it out like a birthday cake. He just goes, and then he just goes out. I'm like, I don't think that. And then he passes out in his chair until the next group of bad guys or good guys come to fight him or whatever. And it's like, that's that's the shit that I. Those are the scenes that I need every five to ten minutes in a Liam Neeson movie to be like, yeah, this is what I bought. I don't ever need to see anybody on fire. I mean, ever. So. It's not. It's not just the fire. It's that he blows himself. Well, yes, I I understand that. I was not. 
like a giant alcohol fire on your body. You could just go. I wasn't watching that scene be because I felt, you know, he's got a stomach wound. He's already 70. He's, he's, he's not long for this world. And the whole, let's sterilize the wound so I don't get a massive infection. Dude, I'm going to die before you get a massive infection. Well, I think it's because he like, you knew he's, this is not the first time he's done that. And then it, it kind of uh, inferred oh. before when they found him as a kid, like, he always had wounds. He was always like had these. Uh, he was abused by his dad. He was always like, and they found his hospital records or something. So you could tell it's, it's not the first time he's done it. Right, and maybe this. I'm surprised we didn't get a flashback to that. I was expecting that. What a flashback to what? Hmm? Go ahead. The childhood. Once we find out that like him and his brother were abused, but like there was never like official reports, but like you knew it was the dad yeah. kind of thing. Well. What were you saying? Sorry, you had a different point. Well, oh, I was just saying, like, he knows he'll take care of himself because he's always been beaten up. And it's one thing that he can <laughs> yeah, do by yeah. rote and he doesn't have to rely on his memory because it's just what he always does. But It's like instinctual at that is point. Is it, though? So is so putting your keys up in the... And who does that, by the way? Put your keys up in the in the visor. Okay, but... I, I was annoyed because I wish... Like, I told Brennan that I thought the brother had his key because in that scene where he gave his brother the quarter and like they showed the picture where his brother firmly grasped that quarter for like five seconds like yeah he did like there was significance to it so i thought when he's like shit where'd i put the usb i thought he somehow gave it to his brother in that scene and i'll go back to it but he didn't it's like it's in the bakery sign which is stupid i wish it was I wish it was like a part yeah. in the movie that the audience saw before that they can. Yeah, like when you said that, I'm like, like, oh, that's so that's so much right. better. Why didn't they do that? Like that would have like that would have been significant, or like at least he like like he hid he hid it where no one would look in his past or whatever the fuck you, you know it's stupid. yeah, and it but like, like flashed back to a part that the audience watched, and they're like, oh, he did that because of that. <laughs> But no, it was like something that the audience didn't even know. That's I didn't like. And that. we didn't even get to see him climb a and ladder. And it's a mystery, to do it. like you know, we don't. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we didn't even know. We didn't. We weren't there. Yeah, we don't get that, but we get the handoff coin scene, and that would have been perfect to flash back and see he hands off the coin and maybe like slyly drops it in his pocket yeah. or something. You know, something like that, where it's like, but but no, we get he he put it aside at some point. We don't know, and we don't even get the mystery until. Uh, I guess we're at the pretty much at the end here. Lee Riesling is in the hospital for a while. He starts losing it. He takes uh, the, oh fuck it, I forgot this was part of the movie. The doctor of the of Monica Belushi yes. is also a child rapist. He's part of the whole and if thing. He yeah. is if he's gonna get the money or the cover up or whatever that whatever he whatever if he's gonna get what he wants, right. the, the be fine. <laughs> Yeah, the, he has to go and poison Liam Neeson in the hospital. I fucking forgot. Oh my god, it's so stupid. <laughs> um, that whole the whole actual bad guy is so dumb. Like that's another thing is like why it's just like oh big scary rich people cartel government corrupt cop corrupt doctor corruption. It's so dumb. It's like it's a, it's it's nothing. They don't they don't settle on anything. It is so like when. You know, when we get when we get these bad guys falling away, there's no wonder we don't even we don't even know which if they're bad guys or just random people because we can't tell who who anybody is. And so, Lee Mason <laughs> takes this, this doctor hostage, 
And he, they, he shows up, the, the, the whole brigade shows up, and they're going to shoot him, because he's a cop killer, so they don't like right. that. They don't he, did kill, that. he did he shot, do he that. Shot. That was pretty heinous. I was yeah, surprised that they had him shoot a bike cop in, like, his, like, memory lostness. He's like, oh, you startled me. And then that was, I don't know. Um, but he gets in the car with Guy Pierce, and they're finally sitting there. And then he starts to kind of ramble on, and he says, uh, Barry, but not... But he, he does it so clumsy. He's like, Barry, but but not like Barry, Barry. Like Barry, Barry yeah. with an E-R-Y. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he just gets out of the car and he gets mowed down. Mowed down off screen. by yeah, like our jaws were everybody. We were at like, that point. I was just like, we, we said back and forth, what? <laughs> what? Like with pauses. It's just like that he got out of the car and he's just laying there dead. Uh, what? Like the the, the, the Liam Neeson movie. Like what has happened? Minutes. I was like... That's that's somebody else. He like somehow ran away. Like that that didn't happen. But it I was did. just I, I knew in like my logic brain. I'm like that has to be him because he's gone yeah. crazy. Like there's no way it's gonna be this long. Like oh I was acting crazy the whole time and that was my that was my brother's double in disguise <laughs> and I actually escaped two hours earlier. Like there's just no way this movie would do something like that. So I was just like wow they just they just fucking blew him away killed. and then. And then we got the final people. The final thing is, oh, everyone's getting reassigned. Like, oh, you guys fucked up the case. So you're getting reassigned. And uh, and uh, Guy Pierce doesn't have a reassignment. Uh, so the girl on his team goes and gives him, uh, he's like, oh, we're going to celebrate your retirement, firing, whatever. And they go out to have a drink. And then, they, and then we see someone in a mask kill Monica Belushi, the big bad in quotes, because I guess this is all her, this is all her fault because she covers things up. But like, she never does anything. She never leaves her office. No. She, we don't ever really see her do anything. But whatever. She gets killed by the guy. Um, and we're like, oh, we don't know who this guy is. We know that the the one girl just gave Guy Pierce an alibi. And the guy is the other guy on their team who shot Liam Neeson earlier. Has now killed her for because part of the team. And that's it. I'm pretty sure that like that's how we end, right? Like, there's no... <laughs> that's no. the resolution. That's there's no post credit scene. Yeah. Is this satisfying? Like this is this to me. What? I, I I'm saying the same thing I said in the scene. As soon as Liam Neeson dies, I'm saying what for the rest of the movie. I'm just I don't understand what we're doing anymore. Um, did this work for anybody? Because I'm I'm just con- I'm still confused. I thought I would get some clarity talking about it. So I think you're going way 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 more into it like i think you just have to enjoy it's a liam neeson movie he's got the one-liners it's cool that he kills people and i think that's that's it just ignore the other details yeah but that's not what they were trying to get across in this movie this was not a generic liam neeson movie this was not he just goes out and kills. i mean that's part of it but that's they were trying to do something different flip things on their head a little bit and i think they failed miserably at that piece the thing, you don't get martin campbell who's done big real movies before he's a 30 year or you get fucking joe schmo who's made an indie movie and you give him 10 million dollars and be like hey here you go you can make your little make a little thriller movie and the only caveat you can make it however you want just make liam neeson the main character and he punches people and like that's that's what the movies usually are. This is a remake of like an acclaimed film from twenty years, an acclaimed foreign film from twenty years ago, with like like it feels like it was supposed to be something different at some point. I think originally, I don't know when I say originally, I don't know how long ago, but it was Brian De Palma as director and Al Pacino as the like losing his mind older older assassin dude, 
And so I think originally this was probably supposed to be some sort of, not prestige picture, but like something more serious than, you know, leave these a bunch of people and says, you know, funny things in it, funny one-liners in his Irish accent. Um, so that's why when you, it's like, oh, this thing isn't quite good enough to do that, so we'll just turn it into the Liam Neeson thriller. But they didn't go all the way into the Liam Neeson thriller because we, we, do, we don't do enough of the fun little Liam Neeson things that I expect in that kind of movie. So we're stuck in this... We're stuck in this... I'm conf- I'm just confused so for so long that it, I'm just not... I don't enjoy enough of it. I enjoy I enjoy a couple parts, but mostly I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, a lot of times when I'm confused watching a movie and then we come and we talk about it on the podcast, I'm like, oh, okay, at least I'm not confused anymore. It might not change my opinion of the film. Yeah, but, I at least want to yeah, not be as confused. As we're talking about this, I'm like, I feel almost more confused now than I was watching the movie. Like, even if it's the cheesy Liam Neeson movie, it ends with it ends with him hugging the kid goes back to the ranch and he walks into the sunset or if he dies, he dies in some heroic explosion is saving the family or, or saving his wife or his daughter or whatever. And he dies the martyr. But in this, he's just a rambling crazy person who walks out of a car and dies. And then because his final rambles (laughs) were helpful. Yeah. The the death was gravely unsatisfying. The end of this movie says that like, cause he's just like, it, w- it could have been fun if the final, final reveal was something super clever. And I think your um, it was in the brother's pocket the whole time. The flash drive would have helped a little bit. It still wouldn't have been great, but it would have been better than what we actually got. Because then we get at the end all these disposable FBI characters who were such a big part of the movie. And yet I really don't care about any of them. They're the final yeah. people. And like I didn't get the impression that they... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Well, I think that's because Liam Neeson was huge on justice. And right. And that's kind of like wrapped up the theme that justice was served. That's right. There was the guy Pierce did do a whole justice speech at Liam Neeson's bed because they they would have mentioned his wife yeah, and his so I think kid. like that last killing was just like wrapping up that justice theme. And, but he didn't do it, nor did he know. It was it must have because He didn't do it, but I think it's just a principle of the bad guys gone now. Yeah, the bad guys gone, but why does why does other guy do it? Why why does like seventh most yeah, What's his motivation? Yeah, I, like yeah, why do, yeah, why does that guy want to kill the other guy? It makes sense if Liam Neeson does it because he's the guy who's like I want revenge, I don't want to do this job and I'm going to take out the big bad at top. It makes sense if Guy Pierce does it. He wants revenge for his family. Yeah. Why does Guy Pierce's assistant's other guy's assistant <laughs> do it? Why did like why is the final like why why like that's not satisfying to have him ki- it's basically one random good guy killing the big random bad guy it's like a pawn taking out a king in a chess match it's not it's not interesting <laughs> and not likely yeah exactly and and like yeah I don't know unsatisfying I was unsatisfied with this ending <laughs> any other scenes parts anything else we wanted to point out in here I have the acting in this movie was embarrassingly bad by Um, everybody or just by yeah i mean i felt like you know everyone's like liam neeson can phone it in and i'm like you know what he's almost better when he phones it in just like you know the expectation like jess is saying of what you want in a liam neeson movie he can phone that shit in all day i would have rather (laughs) that he phoned it in all day because at least for me then i'm all like yeah this feels comfortable you know this is like an ice cream shake for me. I like it. Um, but that's not 
that's not what we got here. And because of that, his acting was just stilted and weird. Guy Pierce is always like that for me. He's, I mean, it's been a while since he hasn't played a role where he kind of, I don't know, where he, where it feels maybe like he's phoning it in. Monica Bellucci, come on. It really, really bad. I didn't believe her in any sense of what she was doing, that she was this big, bad matriarch of a, you know, of the syndicate or whatever. And then that she had this really shitty son that she cared for so much, but didn't really seem to care for very much. She just wanted to live forever. I, it was just really not good. Her acting was not good. This was all coupled by, there was an older couple in the theater in the very back row and they were yelling at each other the whole time because neither one of them could hear what was going on in the movie so they were yelling at each other for the oh, entire Lord. two hours it, it was basically what what he say he said that's not what he said and it was so bad that people had to get up and leave and go to the front of the theater to try to this movie. so um it was almost like there was more drama going on um where we were than what was happening and i don't think it added or took away from the movie. I don't think it, it impacted No, but this isn't a movie where like, oh, I missed that one really important line of dialogue. Now I'm lost. It's like, no, I was already lost. I don't need to. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Maybe there was. Maybe there was that one important no, line wasn't. in like four minutes in where they were like already at the, what? What did he say? You know. <laughs> Jess so. and I were in a theater with one other person, but we didn't go see it together. We we knew we had to see it for, for today. And I show up yeah. like probably halfway into the previews and just sitting there in the middle. And I was like, oh. I didn't know you were seeing this day. She's like, I thought you already saw it. I'm like, all right, well, we just showed up at the same. We have a lot of theaters around us. Just happened to show up at the same theater, same showtime, same day. You know, never. It's a weird coincidence. But that's so you guys could turn to each other and go, what? It actually what? helped a little bit. What? We really did. Because usually I don't like yeah. I don't like to talk during movies, and like I like to be engrossed. But here I needed right. I needed some help. I needed to be like, yeah, are you need like some do you do you you know what's happening? Like, do you know who that is? Like, she's like, is that the ex wife or the widow? Why is she in the yeah, office now? All the now? women were the same. And my biggest criticism uh, was so uh, casting was bad, editing was terrible, acting was bad, storyline maybe would have been okay if they would have figured out something, but maybe I, I blame the editing too. I blame the writing. I blame everything. This is <laughs> I blame everything. Movie. So I blame them all. Do you recommend <laughs> this, uh, Mama K? Memory, remember it. <laughs> No, this is a mess. <laughs> hey, just you, you recommend memory? I don't think I'm as critical as you guys were. Like, I agree with all your points, but I don't think they, like, I'm harping in as much as you guys were, and I think I just chose to enjoy it rather than focus on the bad. I was very interested because, like, at the end, you were you were like, oh, that was, our, that was pretty good. I'm like... We, because the last movie you and I saw together was one of the highest rated movies, one of my favorite movies I've seen in years. Everything, everywhere, all at once, which we didn't even talk oh, about. I hated that. And you He's said at the end that movie this. was so bad, yeah. and I'm like, I, I'm just, I, I'm not even upset. I'm just, I'm as confused as I was when I was watching this movie. I'm like, you walk out of this movie and you're like, that oh, was all right, and you walk out of like one of the best movies I've seen in years, one of the highest rated movies like of 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 all time. And you're like, that was so bad. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, what? It's like, it's like you're like Liam Neeson walking out of the car and getting shot. I'm like, I don't, what? 
What? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what just happened? Well, that's why I'm on the show. Yeah, I, you're never, you're never gonna get someone to say I hated everything everywhere all at once, but I loved memory, or not loved. I, 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 I give a thumbs up to memory. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's just lower end Liam Neeson. It's not fun enough Liam Neeson action schlock to be like, you know, enjoyable. And not like it's like it was like ten to fifteen percent, maybe maybe twenty, maybe twenty percent enjoyable. That's just not a high enough hit ratio. And then, but it seemed like it wanted to also be a bigger, like spy thriller thing too, because it has, because it has all these people in it, and because it's by a director that's not a Joe Schmo, and because it's based on another work that already exists, and it was supposed to be something different. I I, and then I think they kind of gave up and were like, eh, we're never gonna get this made. Let's just make it a Liam Neeson thing and they got stuck between two worlds and it was just confusing so two recommend uh, two nah, yeah. yeah two not recommends one recommend for uh, for memory uh, <laughs> i almost forgot uh, for what i right. yeah. forgot it was called memory and also it sounds like we have a one recommend one not recommend for anything everywhere all the time yeah you gotta be you gotta be the tiebreaker on that one because nicole's not gonna see that in a theater because it's two and a half hours even if she liked it she can't do that movie that long in the theater she would have to see it at home so you you, you're gonna have to check that one i think you would like it but um you know we'll we'll wait for that whenever whenever we have time i do want to talk about that before years end because i I would like everyone to okay have it input in I'll be the tiebreaker. In the meantime, if you have things to recommend to us, films with the women in my life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host, and you can email the show films with the women at gmail.com. Episodes have been a little backlogged because I've been having some problems with my editing software. So uh, everything we recorded is coming out. You might be getting it a little bit later than I'd like, but everything's coming. You might be hearing this later than I'd like, but it's here now. And if you're hearing this, hopefully the problem's fixed. So there you go. They're still coming. Thank you guys for being on for memory. There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore pod host, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.